welcome to episode 11 of the Client Experience Revolution. I'm your host, Raya Gonzalez. And with me today is my very dear friend, Wendy Sterling. I wanted to have Wendy on the show because number one, as you all know, I'm very open about the fact that I love female empowerment. I love lifting up other women in business. And one of the things that really stands out for me when I think of female empowerment in business is Wendy Sterling. So Wendy, would you share with the audience a little bit about the work that you do and let's dive in. Sure. I'm happy to. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm so happy to be here and talking about a topic dear to my heart as well, as you know. So I was in corporate America uh, for about 20 years and ended that career in the digital space, working at some very top brands like Refinery29 and Who, What, Where. And at the time I was at the height of my career, I had it all. I had this amazing job, this amazing team. I had two beautiful kids. I had that wonderful marriage. And one day everything came crashing down around me. And I went through a very unexpected divorce along with my mother's cancer diagnosis. And so my entire foundation of my life was rocked to its core. And it was in that moment where I decided that I needed a change, that there was something more intended for me, that the universe was smacking me over the head quite largely. Um, And I was meant to be you know, be seen more visibly and in a different way. And so knowing that I had leveraged so many years as a leader and a problem solver and a strategic thinker, I knew that there was something out there meant for me. And I saw a post from a friend on Facebook where she left corporate America to become a life coach. And when I started reading more about it and actually connected with her, I realized that that was very interesting to me. And it felt, you know, it's like that light bulb went on of this is what you were meant to do, Wendy. And so I immediately signed up for the courses. And the beauty of that program was that I was not only learning how to be a coach and learning those skills, but I was also bringing my divorce into the classroom. So I was actually being coached by my classmate in real time. And what it enabled me to do was within 15 months, I was certified and I decided it was time to leave the corporate world behind. It felt like it was my past chapter. And I stepped into my power of I'm done and I'm doing something different. And so I have become and became about two years ago, a divorce recovery specialist. And what that means essentially is that I help divorced women to heal the pain and the shame and the embarrassment that comes along with getting divorced and to really heal it, you know, feeling it to heal it is my motto. And I bring a tough love approach. It's a little bit different and unique out there, but it's what worked with me. And so what I did was I built a program that's first to market. It's one of its kind where I take women through the process of really stepping into the emotions that are associated with their divorce, ending that pity party, truly mourning the loss of their marriage and the loss of their partner and the loss of the life that they had dreamed of and get them to a place where they actually can see that they can start rebuilding and they're rebuilding from an incredible foundation. And so I really love the fact that I'm able to work with people like me. I get to see incredible transformations. It's just what I know I was destined to be. This may seem like a mismatch, right? Because I'm like in chronic monogamous relationship here. Like, however, what I think is so fascinating and so universal is the well, this is one of the topics that's really not discussed 
that's not allowed to be voiced, that's not allowed to be, um, you know, I think we, it's one of those that's very flippant in the way we discuss it. And so it's either like hush, hush, or it's very like angry. And then there, like you said, there's a lot of shame around it. And I think what, you know, when we were talking about building this episode together, the universal emotion behind it is that we all have these things that can come into our lives, like your mom's diagnosis, like these things where we're running these successful businesses, but life will level us. It will cleave us. It will leave us hanging. And we still have to pick up the pieces. We still have to pay the bills. We still have to feed our kids. We still have to be a human being. And so what I love about the work that you're doing is that not only are you recognizing that, hey, it is okay to sit in the space and acknowledge your feelings. Mm -hmm. It's also okay for you to do the work to move forward and not stay here. And that you're offering a way to do that in a mentoring program, because I think that we try to do it a lot on our own. And I mean, the closest analogy that I can come to within the last couple of years for me was I got fired before my 40th birthday like weeks before my 40th birthday. And, you know, I struggle with depression and anxiety. So it threw me into a tailspin because I felt like I questioned everything that I knew about myself. I questioned everything that I knew about my identity and my worth and what I thought was true. And it's not the same thing, but I think that it can parallel those things. And working with somebody like you can allow you to say, hey, I mean, obviously coaching, therapy, all of these things are vital. You know what I mean? When you're working through trauma, but the unique piece that I think that you bring to the table, especially for these women going through divorce is number one, you've lived through it and you are thriving. Like you're not just surviving. You are thriving. Your life is actually better. Mm -hmm. Not that we condone divorce or think that everyone should go out there and get better from divorce. But we're saying that if you have a trauma in your life, if you have something that derails everything that you knew about yourself as a professional, a human, as a woman, that you can not only heal, but you can end up better. And I think too, sometimes it takes that colossal collision of life where the universe like literally beats you up for us to step out of our comfort zone and say, maybe I'm not supposed to be here. Maybe I'm not supposed to be in this place. Like how you said that, you know, that allowed you to see this opportunity for coaching where you maybe you would have stayed in corporate America if everything else had stayed the same. But I mean, can you speak a little bit more to that? I think that that's one of the things that I personally have been very impressed upon with with your work. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, and that's truly what my mission is. Um, My mission is to really allow divorce to be an empowerment experience for women. You know, it is something that enabled me to finally stand in my power of voice to find my identity to see who I really was. And, you know, I had an epiphany at the end of last week where, you know, I realized that the universe keeps smacking me over the head trying to (laughs) basically teach me. I don't believe things happen to us. I believe things happen and it took me a while to get there. And when they happen, you have to find the lesson. And the lesson doesn't always appear immediately that instant gratification that we all desire and that our minds are telling us like we need instantly. You know, it doesn't happen like that. The instant gratification on a massive life shift 
just doesn't always happen. And what I've had to learn is in order to me to step into my power, I've had to be patient in the time that it gets revealed to me, right? The sudden and unexpected divorce, like, you know, I was unhappy in my marriage, very unhappy, but I wasn't about to leave my husband. I knew that something needed to change. And, you know, lo and behold, the universe gave me a little shove. Then, you know, with my mother, there was another shove, you know, and with every experience, with every universal smack across the face that I've received, it literally has propelled me forward because I've used it as an opportunity for growth. And that's where your true authenticity, vulnerability then turn into power because, you know, and I'm not saying you should be authentic and vulnerable with every human in your life. I mean, there's boundaries, right? But to leverage what is happening in a way that serves you. What's the silver lining? I talk a lot about that. You know, to me, divorce had a silver lining for, you know, you and your listeners. There may be something else happening. You getting fired. That also happened to me. You know, I started a new job a week after I found out and, you know, that my, my ex-husband was making some very poor choices. I started a new job a week later. And then that company was having layoffs. And guess who got laid off? And I had already started coaching. And it was, again, I got laid off because this is what I was supposed to do. It wasn't a moment where I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? It was, oh my God, the universe is like, this is what you need to be doing. Like, it's time to leave and you didn't do it on your own. So guess what? You're getting laid off. And this is now what you're going to do because you've been investing in yourself. You've been doing the work. And so from that perspective, you know, I think that we're all so predisposed to think, you know, of those inner critics in our head that, you know, they're telling us that, you know, oh, you're, you weren't worthy, or you didn't do a good job, or you were outperformed. Well, no, that's up here. That's you talking negatively to yourself. Would you say that to a friend? Never. My anxiety is an asshole. Like, really? (laughs) Like, uh, my dialogue is just horrific. She's such a bitch. Like, she needs to Mm -hmm. shut up. Yeah. (laughs) That your story, it's the story of so many women Mm -hmm. in so many different situations. And I think for me, I also had started doing what I do now on the side and I did it not intentionally to build a business. I had just done it because somebody needed help and I was noticing that I felt lighter and more energized when I did this yeah. than when I did my job. But I wanted and I desired to be a nurse because I wanted all these, if you listed out all the qualities of why I wanted to be a nurse, they're all the reasons why I'm doing what I do right now. Mm-hmm. And for my mind, I needed to do that as a nurse. And mm-hmm. the universe slash God source, whatever you call it, mm-hmm. said, hey, dummy, over here, you know, like, and I knew that I was miserable. I knew that there was something wrong, but I wouldn't quit because I'm not a quitter. I've said it was like slamming doors and op- opening windows. It was like I had to crawl through a crawl space because I wasn't paying attention to all the doors that were opened along the way. And so they had to just literally slam the door in my face. And then they gave me a window on the second story and they're like, okay, now work yep, it out. Yeah, yep. go up there. That's what you Fair need enough. to be doing. Mm-hmm. But I love that. I think that's so, so important. Tell me, I know we had talked about this a little bit before, but tell me about the meaning and just the experience of walking through your difficult time alongside with your mom and what she was going through. Because not only are you needing someone, you need your mom, you know, when something like that happens, but your mom needs you. And then on top of that, the extra layer is that you're both hurting for each other. You know, like as a mother, I can't even imagine 
the pain I would feel for my daughter. And as a daughter, I can't even imagine the pain that I would feel for my mother walking through that. So tell me how that has both helped and like how that affected that situation for you. You know, it's ironic because the day that I asked for a divorce is the same day that I got the call from my dad because my family lives up north and I'm in Southern California. And so the day that I asked my ex-husband for a divorce was also the same day that my dad called me and told me that my mom was rushed to the hospital. I just went into a tailspin of, oh my God, like what (laughs) didn't even understand what was happening because in one side, you know, I was starting to mourn the end of 22 years of being with a man, you know, that I'd known half of my adult life. And then on the flip side, here's this woman who has been my rock my whole life. One of, you know, I mean, I'm so close to her. And it just was one of those things where I was like, what? Is going on, you know, aside from calling my ex and telling him he had to come get the kids because it was my custody day. I remember just, I literally drove to the airport and I was like, okay, I now need to focus on my mom and my mom needs me and he can wait. He doesn't get to have my energy right now. And, you know, we talked about this too. I mean, my mom is my biggest fan and she is my biggest source of inspiration. She has fought harder than anyone I know. You know, we've had conversations about this many times, which is my mom believes that she's going through this because I needed someone to remind me of what truly is important in life, right? That life is short, life is precious. And the lesson that my mom is learning through all of this is that she is giving me a reason to fight. And I am giving her a reason to fight because, you know, those first two years, you know, I'm now three, over three years out from when this all started. I I truly believe that she and I were meant for this to happen simultaneously. I mean, Thankfully, my mother is doing very well when she was diagnosed, not looking good. It's been over two years and she's responding to treatment. She's healthier than she's ever been. And she has given me so much added power to just keep fighting. I mean, to see what she has been through, to see, you know, the pain that she goes through and she'll say, you know, I'm just lucky to be alive. You know, if I have to cut this out or if I have to go to the hospital and, you know, have needles stuck in my arm for chemo, like I'm still breathing, I'm still alive. And at the end of the day, you know, that's the lesson, guys. Life is so short and you can let getting fired getting divorced, you know, family member getting sick, your kid, you know, getting put on probation at school, you could let all of these things consume you into a negative place. Or you could see it as an opportunity for you to rise and for you to learn something and for you to or to teach somebody else something. It's not just about us. Right. And I know, I know in my heart and soul that I am a conduit for what I'm supposed to be delivering and supporting in the world today. The work that I'm doing with the women that I am fortunate enough to touch, this is only the beginning and this is going to become so much bigger than just me. This is something that, like you said, no one talks about, right? And no one even talks about like, you know, my mom didn't tell people about her cancer for a long time because she, same thing like divorce, she didn't know how to process it. She didn't know how to tell people because again, She's a strong woman. She's not supposed to get sick. That's who she was. And all of a sudden, it's almost like we want to make other people feel more comfortable too. We know it's going to be uncomfortable for them to talk to us about things that are hard. 
So we don't want to bring it up because we don't want them to be worried like yep. that they're going to make us feel awkward. I have 100%. to like say something because I have like chills on my arms about a word that you said, and that mm-hmm. is conduit. Mm-hmm. And so the story behind conduit, which if my aunt is listening, Aunt Charlotte, my Aunt Charlotte is an ordained minister. And when I was starting my business, she said, Raya, your path is to be a divine conduit for your clients to connect with their clients. And that is reflected in my logo. It's reflected in the way that I do business. It's reflected in this podcast, in the material and the people that I bring on. It's because I want to bring people like you who have experiences that connect with my audience in a way that I don't connect with my audience. And so when you said that, I was like, no one says conduit. (laughs) We're conduits. We're divine conduits for people. But I love the imagery of like holding the hand of one side of a situation or a client. Like for me, it's my client and their client and I'm holding their hands. For you, you're saying, hey, you hurting person over here, you've got someone waiting over here. And I'm just going to sit here and I'm going to hold your hands and that you both exist and you both matter. And pretty soon you're going to be united and you are going to make it. And I love that this experience has born of something that was so dark, has provided something so beautiful and light and empowering and fiery and awesome and get it. Like it's just so good. And I think it has this application across so many things because I think I would guess that your clients find success and confidence in areas outside of just their personal lives, that they're seeing more success professionally, that they're seeing more success in their relationship with their children or in connecting with things that they love to do or other things like that, because we can wallow in that negative space because it's so comfortable there because we don't know of anything else. And when someone like you comes in and disrupts that and says, Hey, actually, pity party's over. Like you were meant for more. Like you were meant for more than this. And I love that so much. Like I just, I love it. You know, when I work with women, that's what I see. I see what is possible for them. You know, I had a call today with one of my clients and the first thing she said to me when she got on the phone today, she goes, I've been so excited to talk to you today. She's like, I did it. I did it. I put my big girl pants on and I made this big decision that I've been talking about for months and I finally did it. And I feel so empowered and I got there because you got me there. And I have to tell you to know that I knew it was possible for her, right? But it's her timeline. That's the beauty of, you know, the work too, is that everybody's on their own timeline. There isn't a pill you take and poof, you're cured. You know, you have to be willing to do the work, but the work can't be done alone. And, you know, that's why I also love the word conduit because it takes more than one person, right? It takes a community. It takes support. Absolutely. Okay. So here's what I would love to hear from you. I would love to hear, aside from the obvious, which people, everyone listening must book a call with Wendy Sterling. Seriously, if you are going through a divorce, if you've gone through a divorce, or if you have someone that you love that is going through that process, please be kind. Please pass along Wendy's information. They need her. So what I want to know is while they're waiting for their appointment with you, what would be the very first tips that you would say that they could do to help start processing some of those emotions or writing down some of the things that they might want to discuss with you on that call? 
Yeah. So, you know, a lot of the questions that I ask up front, you know, before I really jump into sort of the nitty gritty, I try to have a, a two hour call to start sort of our working relationship. And a lot of what I encourage women to think about is the now and the future. So giving them permission to acknowledge where they're at today and where they want to get to and what that looks like. Because if you don't have a vision of where you want to be, then you're just aimlessly wandering. And you have to have an idea of where you want to go. And it doesn't have to be this grandiose dream. It could literally just be, I would like to wake up and not cry in 30 days. Great. Let's work on that. Or it could be, you know, I have no appetite. I'm not eating. It would be great to wake up wanting food. Okay. What would that look like to you? Well, it would be me going back and having my morning coffee. Okay, great. Let's figure out how to get you there. Right? So just as humans, we tend to think we need to take these huge steps to feel accomplishments. And I mean, I got to tell you, me getting out of bed and not crying was like the biggest accomplishment of the world. And once I accomplished that, it was, okay, now I want to actually drop my kids off at school and not cry after I drop them off again, right? It doesn't have to be like, okay, I want a boyfriend tomorrow. I'm going to have a boyfriend in 30 days. I mean, I will tell you right now, not going to happen. And if it does, it's not for the right reasons. But, you know, just really think about where you are at, what that feels like, what that looks like, and then give yourself permission to think, where you want to be, okay? And it's okay to just embrace the fact that you're kind of excited. I have clients that are excited that they're now, you know, divorced. They didn't feel that way to begin with, but they told me on our first call that that's where they wanted to get to in 30 days. And they did because they worked with me because I helped them, you know? And I think just also being open to hearing somebody speak to you, that's not your friend. Your friends will tell you what you want to hear. I am not your friend. I'm not interested in being your friend. I have a lot of great friends. And when I'm trying to work through something like my divorce, they are not the people I go to for advice. They are not the people that I go to guide me. So I would also encourage them to sort of prepare for what you're getting into. You're getting into someone listening to you objectively and is going to call you out on your shit. And that's what I'm going to do. Even on that first call, I will always ask permission, of course, and I'm gentle about it. But at the same time, you just need to make sure that you're in a place where you're open to hearing constructive feedback. Well, growth hurts. It does. If you want to stay comfortable, then you can't change. If you want change, then you have to be comfortable with uncomfortability, which blows. It Mm -hmm. actually sucks. But the end result is phenomenal. But the getting there part is awful sometimes. But it does take someone telling you the truth and putting a mirror in front of your face and saying, this is what I'm hearing you say. Is that what you really mean? Because if that's what you really mean, that's not a growth mindset. I have a 10-year-old who told me they were explaining fixed versus growth mindset in the fourth grade. I thought, Jesus, H. Christ, if they had only taught that in my fourth grade class. Right? I mean... But yeah, I mean, you have to leave that space for the growing pains. And some days, you know, even just in a non-traumatic entrepreneurship journey... There are days where you lay and you think, what 
in God's green earth am I doing? I have no business doing this and it hurt. And then when you put the perspective and you say, hey, I'm growing, like literally this is the equivalent of sixth grade growing like four shoe sizes or something. Like Mm -hmm. this hurts because I'm pushing myself past things that I never thought possible before. And when you add the complication of the emotions behind all of that, I think it, it just complicates it even more. But uh, I could sit here and talk to you all day, but I won't because people have lives and you have lives. But I do have two questions for you. And the first one is, what would be the best piece of advice that you would give the audience today? I think the best piece of advice that I would give to anybody listening today is you always have the power to change your life and make different choices. And if you are constantly in a state of resistance or rationalizing why you're not doing something, that's on you. And I think we all as a society need to stop talking ourselves into a negative place and to start treating ourselves the way we would anybody else that would come into our life. And that includes owning and making new choices. So good. So good. Okay. What is the best advice that anyone has ever given you, Wendy? Oh, so I think that the best advice that anyone has ever given to me is, you know, it was something that was said to me recently, which was to not be afraid to be all of me in all areas of my life. And that was really hard for me because I came from, and again, you guys know I've been talking about it. I love my family. I'm super close to them. But I came from a family where my sister and I are actually first generation born in the United States. And, you know, my grandparents, my parents, all immigrants. And I came from a very dominating family of like my grandparents. And I wasn't always taught to speak my mind and to say what I felt. And so from when I was a little girl, you know, I never truly authentically knew how to be me because I was told to act a certain way. And I think a lot of girls and women go through this, right? The gender differences in raising girls versus boys. And I think, you know, when I was told that, it clicked. Like I knew it, but there were still some parts of my life where I wasn't truly authentically showing up as me. And as of a couple of months ago, I am there. And I am living my best life. I'm the happiest I've ever been. Things roll off of me more easily than they ever have. And I'm unapologetic about the choices I make and the life that I'm leading because it's mine. And I don't care what other people think anymore. I'm, I'm living it for me and for my kids and how it feels good to me. That's the best. <laughs> I love it. Okay. How can people find you, Wendy? So people can find me um, through my website www.wendysterling.net. You can also reach out to me via email. I am happy and always respond. My email address is wendy at wendysterling.net. And then I'm on Facebook. Um, you can connect with me personally. My handle's at wendy.sterling.7. And then Instagram, I'm on there as well, U2.0. 
would love to connect, would love to get to know anybody. I always love meeting new people. And those of us going through divorce, we don't typically have a community. We have to help and lean on each other. So I believe a great place to start. I also have a private Facebook community that if you're interested in joining and you're a fit for the group, I'd love to invite you in. And we can talk about that more if you guys want to schedule a call, which I'll provide Raya the link so you guys have access to that as well. Awesome. Wendy, you are always a delight. I feel like I'm going to drive down to California one of these days and we're just going to sit and have like slumber party, coffee, and just like visit. It'll be amazing. I would love it. We're going to have a total girls slumber party. I'm, I'm all in. You're all welcome right. to my house. <laughs> well, thank you for coming. And thank you to the audience for being with us today. This has been Client Experience Revolution, episode 11 with your host, Raya Gonzalez, and our lovely guest, Wendy Sterling. 